Hello and welcome to the e-commerce odyssey podcast. Today we're talking to Jason Russell from Magentity. He's going to be telling us about what they do at their company and the wonderful work they're doing with Magento and other e-commerce platforms. Um, Jason, would you like to tell us a bit about what you do? Yeah, sure. Nice to see you again, Tim. Um, and thanks for inviting me on. Um, basically, we are a e-commerce and digital marketing agency. And basically, specialise in working with SMEs and helping them and, and startups, helping them to get into the wonderful world of e-commerce, giving them a really good sure footing in terms of uh, you know, having a good website, best using best practices, and basically being able to sort of, you know, get a return on their investment because um, it's not, you know, it's not it's mega expensive, but, you know, it's not a cheap, uh, you know, uh, thing to do. So we like to think with all our experience and, I used to be head of e-com in, in other guises. So we've got a good grounding across technology and digital marketing and best practice and SEO and all those sorts of things. So we can usually steer the, the client in the right direction um, to, to making sure that uh, they do get a good return. So do you, when you do, so is it, um, you? what platforms do you guys develop in? Um, we are... Our platform of choice is Magento, hence the name. Um, we've been, I've been using, working in that since we started the company 11 years ago. Um, with obviously different changes where Magento has had different versions. It's moved from Magento 1 to Magento 2 and clients have, and, and businesses have moved to Shopify. So we, we work with that. We've just taken on a couple of WooCommerce projects as well. So we tend to focus on those three. I, I think that it's quite dangerous if you have an agency that potentially works with like five or six different platforms because you know, we consider ourselves to be the masters of Magento. Uh, of, of Magento, sorry, but, but you know, Shopify is, is pretty similar. Um, so you know, we you know we've got some Shopify specialists within the team. So um, we stick to those three, to be honest. So do you get involved in the, is it, you know, do you do just the, the front end or do you get involved in the back end stuff as well? Um, both. Although um, my philosophy on all of this, um, and again, I sort of stress having sat the side of, you know, the head of e-commerce who we're talking to or the marketing director, or the company owner, is we tend to work with a, um, a really good solid theme, which then sort of not doesn't negate the need for design, but a theme will always already be pre-built, responsive, work across multiple um, resolutions and tablets and desktops and that sort of stuff. So and we and we tend to just tweak the theme according to the client's requirements. So there's some fun end work there making sure that, you know, invariably every theme does have the odd bug where you need to tweak it for mobile, but it invariably cuts down the time. So, so, so what is your, so obviously, okay, so the theme is these days quite templated. What yes. is the bulk of your work? What is it that, that takes the time in, because, you know, in setting up Magento? Well, in, again, Magento is a bit of a beast. Um, there's more coding there. And if you look at any article on the pros and cons of Shopify versus Magento, you know, there are, you know, significant differences in coding requirements. So we've mm -hmm. got a dedicated Magento team who are able to set up the whole system, build in the template, making sure that obviously that they're both, you know, Magento's the community edition's free, making sure that that is all, you know, ready and, and good to go for the client. 
um, and implementing different plugins for the different functionality requirements that they have. Whereas Shopify is a bit more sort of um, plug and go. Um, nice. I was speaking to someone yesterday who's set up their own Shopify store, not much of a coder, but they've got the hang of it and they can more or less do it themselves. But there are still things where, you know, some mobile issues with the template, but, you know, they need a, maybe more of a specialist sort of coding requirement. So, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what we do. So what about the, so, okay, the million dollar question, right? Okay, so Magento or Shopify, or, I mean, what, what is the, 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 because, I've heard it said that Magento I mean, is more um, configurable, um, but I certainly know, you know, Magento is a beast and it's complicated and it's hard to know how to configure it. And I'm, yeah, I'm, that, not, I'm not sure anyone knows how to configure it. Oh, well, Does well, anyone know how to configure well, it? Well, we do. So that's the reason why we've been working. Maybe you're the only people that know how to do I mean, it. I, as I said, I've been head of e-com for a number of big companies and if I'd have had, if I'd have known about or Magento existed back in that in the day, I would have gone Magento and I'd have invested in it. And it depends where you are in your e-commerce journey. If you're a smallish company starting out, you've got maybe you know 30 or 40 SKUs, maybe a bit more, and you do your own fulfillment, or even if you, you know, your own, you outsource your fulfillment. But you know, you're starting out on your journey. Shopify is a really good place to start. You know, if you're if you're just you know sticking in the UK, that's great. However, if you're quite serious about e-commerce, it's um, you know you've got multinational, multi-currency requirements. You want a little bit more flexibility in terms of your checkout and all that sort of stuff. Then Magento is the thing. That's what I would go with um, because yes, it is a beast. Completely agree. Um, but if you've got a company that knows how to tame that beast it's 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 a good thing to have you know because you can um do a lot more with it um to get what you want in the, in the long run and it's and i think it's actually more scalable so mm -hmm. I mean, from shopify you can go to shopify plus and that's about two grand a month whereas community edition magento that's sort of the equivalent of shopify plus to be honest i, mm -hmm. I very rarely recommend Magento Enterprise for my clients, and it tends to be a bit of a vanity process. And if you want so, why you don't think? When, when would you use um, Magento Enterprise? I mean, if you're, I mean, I think when you start to become a bit more corporate and you you have a lot of requirements, it's like a sixty, seventy thousand pound piece of kit, you know. Right. So you're buying a license. It's a bit like demand, where it's it's for the big, the really, really seriously big guns. I mean, I see SNEs anywhere from half a million to say 15 nice. more but that's that's online um so if you're turning over more than that then i would look to go enterprise um, okay a bit more beef so if you've got a bit of money to burn basically if you've got like a well again as i say where it depends where you are in your in your e-commerce journey so for example i'll give you a really good example um we've got a client called cutler and gross who um, make really cool eyewear. They're on a bespoke platform, which they sort of struggled with. Um, we built um, a B2C business to consumer website for them and built a Canadian, American and European part of the website on Magento. If we were to do that on Shopify, we'd have had to build four separate websites. Whereas right. with Magento, 
um, and, and populate, populate four different sets of products. And they've got about 800 um, different, well, no, they've got over a thousand different SKUs. So we'd have had to do that four times. Whereas Magento, you put the SKUs in once and then just allocate them to the different country websites. And it's just a lot easier. So you can give each, um, uh, with the separate coverage, you can give each country you know, separate um, stock levels and things like that. Mm -hmm. Just in a sense, you're managing it in one location. Whereas in Shopify, you'd have to manage it in four locations. Okay. So is it a case of with great power comes great responsibility? Oh, blimey. I mean, I'm a Spider-Man fan, so yeah. Because <laughs> you got the reference. Yeah. Um, but I mean, with Shopify, say you wanted to change the home page, you know, you'd have to do it four times if you wanted right. four different ones. And with Magento, you can upload four images. And it's just a lot easier, in my humble opinion, and I'm super biased, I know. I just think Magento's a brilliant okay. So we've just started my retail business, Hello Baby, we've just started using Glowpal. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't heard of Glowpal. That is a kind of a out-of-the-box... What it okay? It's a it's a solution for doing a localization of your website. Yeah. So if you've got a, for example, you know you can do Google Shopping in I don't know twenty countries or something. Yeah. Right. It basically takes the UK version of your website and copies it and automatically translates it, uh, which you can do yourself in Magento, but it's a bit of a pain and it's difficult to keep it up to date. So yeah. That's, well, we'll see yeah. how well that works. Um, so you think it's horses for courses, really? You think I mean, maybe if you're starting off, then Shopify is a really good platform. But as you as you grow, you should look at Magento. I think so. Yeah, depending on, on where your you know, where your digital business goes, for sure. I mean, um, on a, an average sort of Shopify build for us would be anywhere from 150 to 200 hours. Right. Whereas a Magento build is 300 to 400. Right, okay. So it's quite a big difference. There's more work to do. Mm -hmm. But for me, I think the end result is better. As you say, you talk about flexibility. In Magento, the, you can change the, um, the checkout and that process a lot. It's a lot more flexible in changing that. Mm -hmm. really Are there more plugins available for Magento or Shopify? Excuse me? And which, which one's got the more plugins? I wouldn't know. Um, they're, I mean, well, I would, both say, a lot. I would argue Magento, actually, because we tend to use five or six different providers, depending upon the plugin and functionality that we need. I'm a big fan of Amasti. They're yeah. great. Headworks are good. Mirazvit is good. Extento, we use a lot for product feeds, and there's Wiremind and things like that. Yeah. We try to obviously use the, the, the plugins that are... You know, have got the best reviews that are bug free because there's nothing worse than putting in a plugin and it causes more issues. I mean, that was very much the case you know, 10, 10, 11 years ago, but not so much now. I think they're tested a lot better, which is great. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, Shopify's got a ton of plugins. The difference is, is that with Magento, what I've noticed is that they're one off fees with, with Shopify, they're ongoing. Right, okay. You know, you might spend £110 on a bit of functionality for Magento um, and Shopify will charge you sort of 20 quid a month. So they, they end up being a bit more expensive. If you've got a lot, then, you know. But so, just to cut in there, that's the one of the reasons why you choose Shopify or Magento or WooCommerce or any of these off big off-the-shelf 
platforms is because of the, the additional functionality that there is um, uh, to you know to plug in into your website you don't have to build it so never ever ever go bespoke yes yeah, i'm asking so would you ever see a situation where someone should go bespoke a hundred million percent bad idea um why would you do it the reason you won't do you shouldn't do it is because you're tying yourself into one agency is the first thing so for example when you know we work with many clients some you know some clients stick with us for three or four years i've got clients that i've had for 10 years some move on after a year but and that's the great thing you know there's always another shopify or magento company whereas if you go bespoke you're tied in with that company and if you want additional functionality they have to invariably build it from the beginning yeah and um and by the time they built it it's sort of out of date anyway um, yeah so again, I've had a client where that there's, they shall remain nameless, but they were, it was another client who we moved to Magento. They had a bespoke platform and um, they were being quoted the same amount of money to add in like customer account section and reviews onto the bespoke platform as we were quoting more or less to build them a new website. Right. I mean, so, I had a, um, a company I came across in, in my sector called um, Kidley, and they've developed their website from scratch, I believe. Um, and they were saying, you know, they were talking about their MVP, that they were basically tying down, you know, constricting the, fun the functionality that they're going to have on the website they were building. And I thought, no, the MVP is using Magento. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why would you, you know, you could have got it, you could have got the whole thing live six months earlier if you hadn't built the thing from scratch. But it looks lovely. Well, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, the Magento's got a community of you know millions, and you know, they're constantly adding to it. It's constantly improving. And there's you know to get you know millions of people together uh, are more wise and more clever than one person sitting in you know. Oh, wisdom of the crowds. Exactly. And all that. So what do you? Okay. So something I've struggled with recently is website speed. So it's it's very very easy to take a website and run it through like a, a, a web speed measure a measure tool of metric tool of some description. Yeah. And in my experience, it's very, very, you know, very, very hard to improve the speed. Yeah. So, and I've got me kind of, so I hired a, an agency that, that obviously like to point it wasn't you guys. And um, they managed to, after, you know, talking big about how they could, they could transform the speed. Cause I thought, you know, my colleague had built the whole thing He's great, but you know, he's only worked on one site. I thought, well, we could get an agency and they would have experience across lots of different sites. And I just expected them to click their fingers and just tick a few boxes and it would all be done. Magic it away. Magic it away, which I don't think was unreasonable. You know, if you've got like a you know a specialist, they should be able to improve things. Um, and they made it a little bit faster after expending a lot of time and gold. And um, so now I don't even know, I'm getting quite philosophical about speed. What is speed? How do you measure speed? What should we expect from an e-commerce site? Um, discuss. <laughs> that, that's another discussion in, in itself. I mean, there's a load of parameters. I mean, having spoken to my technical guys about this, I mean, the principles that we, in terms of making sure that we give a website the best possible um, platform, to, um, you know, abide by best practice. 
um, is, you know, you, you need good clean code. There's no two ways about it. So if you're going to use Magento and you've got an agency, make sure that obviously, you know, they've got lots of examples of, of their work and you can have a look at their websites, et cetera, et cetera, so that they know what they're doing. We've, we've won a load of clients in the past where websites just aren't quick enough or they're, they're just badly developed and they're, they're very buggy. And that's just where they're just not coded it properly. They don't understand it. And that, that is one of the downsides of Magento. You need good people to, to do it. You need reliable hosting, uh, really important. Um, optimizing your images and image loading, uh, making sure that, you know, you've got um, good proper server-side components with correct configuration, like varnish cache, optimized database. You've got a good on-site search engine, like Elasticsearch, um, which are more sort of for more Magento and Woo. You're losing um, uh, CDN, like Cloudflare, and that sort of speeds up asset loading and things like that. And all these things coming together should help. But I mean, as an SME, it's sort of, you know, to a certain degree, you're bound by your audience as well. Because if you're all, let's just say your audience has got a really slow connection, no matter how fast you think your website is, if it's not loading quick enough for a customer, which might not be your fault, it's never gonna work. Nice. Because I, mean, I just don't know. I mean, is it, you know, because I say, in my experience, it's very easy to say, oh, a website's slow, but then you go and compare your website. You know, so you take a, you know, a website, you put it into these. Let's, let's put it into sort of some kind of uh, realism in terms of I see all these stats of, you know, if you spell up your site by 0.1 of a second, you increase your conversion rate. So in 0.1 of a second, if a site is, you know, it loads after, 1.4 seconds, which you know, it's all these standard. I don't know off the top of my head the standard metrics, but I mean, in the bit in the be all and end all of a client experience, it's not going to be that much. Mm. So I mean, as long as you abide by core principles and, and get it working, you know, good hosting, you're saying optimized imagery, blah blah blah. Um, you should be okay, and it, it's very I mean, for an SME. I mean, it's it's very difficult to sort of. I know what you've done. I mean, it might have been a sort of a sledgehammer to crack a walnut. Like this. I don't know. Um, I've, and, I've given up on it now. I just, it's. Yeah, it's I think uh, there are far more important things to worry about in terms of, you know, as long as it's tested thoroughly. It's yeah, I just think I think it's easy. I think it's 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 a lazy thing for agencies to basically take your website and run it through one of these tools and go look at any scores. I never. Twelve never out of. I never, never sort of try and win clients. Yeah. Based on oh your site's really slow and scare them into something like that's just not well because my experience I mean if you take okay so if you take you know um, our website I think is um, comes at like you know fourteen or fifteen out of a hundred but then if you take John Lewis's website it's not an awful lot better so you know, what is it I mean if you've got like a you know a single web you know maybe just all e-commerce sites are, are slow um, so not something to get too worked up about you. No, I, I mean, no. I mean, comes out in the testing anyway. I mean, if I mean, obviously, if it's, I would notice if a site was, was really slow that we developed, and I would sort of let my guys know. But it's not some, for no reason, it's not something I worry about per se. Okay. Because so what, I mean, what is half a second? Yeah. Between friends. <laughs> okay. So now that you say. So 
websites are basically becoming more templated. And you mentioned that, you know, you, you believe in, you know, finding a really good template. Do you think that, I mean, does this mean that websites are becoming more samey? And in which case, how is it that if people are using templates more and whole experience is becoming templated and people are using, you know, a lot more people are using checkouts like Klarna, um, how do e-commerce companies differentiate themselves? That's a brilliant, brilliant point. I, I'm going to have to agree with you, actually. I think websites are becoming samey. I did a report, a study of, um, given my sort of beauty background, um, I basically um, did a study of 64 beauty websites for a presentation I was doing. And I looked at makeup, hair and skincare. And it was incredible, especially in the makeup scenario. They more or less all looked the same. Yeah. Brown, whether it was Mercier, whether it was Rimmel, I mean, literally, they might have different components. But ultimately, it does come down to, and I think the e-commerce industry, after all of these years, it's sort of settled into some kind of best practice. There are certain key things that you sort of need on a homepage, that you sort of need on the category page. Yeah. Just how you skin that. Um, because I'm a very much of a personal a belief of don't reinvent the wheel because, you know, and that, and, and by that, I mean, you know, don't try and design your own website and come up with funky new designs and funky new calls to action and all this sort of stuff, because you'll just confuse people. I think, I think the, the general consumer out there is so used to now knowing that, yeah, you're going to have a, sort of a homepage carousel image, you're going to have some content, you can have a couple of products, you might have some blog information, you might have an Instagram feed and that type of thing. And also you've got to remember that with mobile is a big thing. So it's just going to be very blocky anyway. I mean, yeah. 60, 70% of the audience is a mobile now. So there's not much you can really differentiate there. And there's just best practices, aren't there? I mean, you know, you always make sure that you have your... Um, buy now button or you know your, your call to action buttons above the fold and um, you might have sticky navigation we've done some playing around with sort of sticky buy buttons so you can just scroll down the left hand side and the buy button stays there there's different ways to do that but there are just key components best practice components that you would have on a website that people expect to see in my humble opinion so there's no point i mean the, the difference comes in with maybe fonts with colors and imagery different size blocks but again you've got to be wary of mobile elements mm -hmm. so it, yeah i mean a template for me is my way of keeping the cost down um because design costs can go into tens of thousands and that's where mm -hmm. you're really careful well when you have multiple versions and you look at you compare but yeah you can yeah, spend any amount of money on that i mean as i say in in my sphere and i'm not you know we don't versus one of our bigger clients you know we didn't want to design they wanted quite a minimalist feel anyway but we we knew that we didn't need to design anything really utterly bespoke for them because otherwise you know you've got to do it for tablet you've got to do it for desktop you've got to do it for mobile that there's the budget blown already mm -hmm. that's not as i say that's one of the key reasons i like to use a template and some of the things that we use, they're really, really solid and you can tweak them, you can move them around. So with your clients, okay, because you know my thing is marketplaces, right, for my sins. And in places like China, where people don't trust each other, they basically almost everything goes through marketplaces. So almost everything goes through Tmall, 
right? Do you see your clients selling more other marketplace businesses growing or are they trying to, are they focusing on their websites? They're focusing on their websites. Um, I mean, I think everyone is, it depends, again, it depends on the brand itself. The more luxury brands are sticking away from the marketplaces because they want yeah. to make sure that they keep some kind of ownership over their brand and how it's used. But some clients who obviously are there on Amazon doing very well. Um, and for them, it's all about, you know, pack it high, sell it cheap. Nice, yeah. And it really does depend on the brand ethos. Again, Cutler and Gross, you know, they don't really want to be going on Amazon or eBay, and they won't. Um, they might. Amazon, I mean, Amazon is trying to get these, it's becoming much more of a brand. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, they're, platform. They're, they're, they're trying to get all that type of stuff. They're, they're trying to do that. Um, and, you know, but I think. It's not for everyone. Yeah, interesting. It's everywhere you want to go. So, what do you mean? What do you see the most successful e-commerce companies doing? I mean, what what are the what are the what are the trends? It depends on how you define success. I mean, I'm again, as I say, I haven't been ahead of e-com. Usually, my success was, you know, bound by sales, and invariably it is right um, because they pay the bills. Um, mm. So. I think that for me, an e-commerce, if, if you put it into a simple e-commerce strategy of proposition, your website being usable, you know, functional, best practice, the next strategy is acquisition. So you look at SEO, you look at PPC, you look at affiliates, you look at social, you know, you're having, you know, you've got sort of best of breed kit in terms of email marketing. You know, you look at conversion, you're not scared of doing promotions. Mm. And you've got good customer service you're using every every possible bit of every possible plug-in and bit of tech that you could possibly use you know still being cost effective you look at retention strategy so you're using loyalty people still don't companies still aren't really adopting loyalty um which i find strange because i'm so you're saying you're just going to do everything well is the general well, <laughs> loaded, it's you a can do thing. everything well and, and again it depends where you are in your e-commerce journey i work with smes and who are building their team slowly but surely but that team build is is sort of dependent upon how big the um you know that the e-commerce sales can grow to um and I think that the best e-commerce companies are, are using best of breed technology um, in their, you know, whether it be Magento or Woo or Shopify or um, e-commerce uh, or Demandware or whatever it might be, um, SAP, um, Commerce Cloud, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's now Demandware anyway. But I think the best e-commerce companies are not scared to test and try things and just get out there and, and open up their doors. And that does also mean, you know, depending upon where their brand is, selling on Amazon mm -hmm. and, and maybe trying to, I mean, eBay is slightly different, but every single acquisition channel they've investigated and they're trying to use. Mm. Um, and they're using loyalty programs and they're using Klarna or Splitly, and they're trying to give themselves a point of difference, and they're analysing their customers um, by Google Analytics or you know whatever um, analytics solution they're using, and they're trying to segment their audience. 
and that you know you need a big team i mean this was a long time ago it's going to be come for lookfantastic.com which is now owned by the hub group huge entity but you know we grew from four of us to i think about 70 before they were bought out and i had a team of about six or seven people mm -hmm. and we were running a four or five million pound online business which was mm -hmm. you know, a big part of you know what we did so you need a lot of hands on deck and you need good knowledge good knowledgeable people mm -hmm. technology e-commerce tech wasn't as good back then as it is now yeah it's an awful lot more things that you can just you know you can i mean when when i mean you know when amazon first started off they had to build everything from scratch and it cost them hundreds of thousands of pounds and you can just get those things basically for free these days yes i mean the, the number of things you can get for free is just amazing so look, last question, what has inspired you recently? I'll tell you what has inspired me recently um, is um, sort of given that I still get my hands dirty with a number of clients is a, and it's great for you as well. Um, it's a plugin, it's a SaaS product called Shoptimized, which manages your Google shopping feed. Is it good? It's, it's, it's absolutely, and I should be getting paid for this and I'm not, it's absolutely amazing. Um, right. It enables you to, in a sense, clone your products and get the same product under different terms onto Google Shopping. So again, I've got one client who's got about five or 600 SKUs um, and we're able to clone those products to you know, have for different colors or different sizes really easy to use give you loads of information on how to improve your you know your google shopping visibility and that has really you know that for me it's just i know the owner who founded it and um, they're super busy and they're only going to get busier because you talk about marketplaces google shopping is just going to continue to grow and it's sort of slowly yeah. with ppc um, adwords um it's a brilliant bit of kit and i highly enough okay that's a good that's a good uh that's a good tip i i think they have a they have approached us as well actually i'll have to take a look at it yeah say hello to john k okay um jason it's been great talking to you thank you and, very much well thank you very much um and uh, we'll maybe talk to you again soon hope so That'd be good. okay goodbye bye